0: Wildwood Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at WildwoodChurch.org. Well, we all have expectations. You might have had an expectation as you came in here this morning, right? I've had a lot of them in my life. One time, uh, a couple years ago, we were going to Florida. And Lori's grandfather uh, lived down there, we were going to visit, Lori's dad went, and we decided we were going to go on a deep sea fishing trip. Okay, so how many of you guys have been on a deep sea fishing trip? For how many of you was that pleasurable? Some of you. It's usually either really hot or really cold, right? So we're going to go on the deep sea fishing trip. We get all excited. Lori's dad has been a fly fisherman his entire life. He's gone to Colorado. He ties his own flies. My son Christopher loves to fish. He can stand out there for hours fishing. Uh, I enjoy being with him. I enjoy fishing. I'm just not very, very good at it. Um, so we're going to go deep sea fishing. So we go down there the night before uh, to John's Pass at St. Pete. We decide we're going to see where we're going to go. We're going to get the lay of the land and just see, you know, what do we need to bring anything? What's this going to be like? And uh, we go, and the boat comes in. Uh, the Florida fishermen too came in. And uh, it was bringing in the people that were on our trip for the next, that we were going to take for the next day. And they came off with these big fish, right? There's a picture up there of, of a guy. They are coming off with fish like that. You know, I was thinking, wow, Christopher, we are going to have just the best time. I mean, they had fish that they were throwing from the boat to the dock, like they, like they do at the place in Seattle where they throw the fish. And they're throwing all the huge fish. We're all excited. We go home. We go to the hotel. Can't hardly even sleep. I'm so excited to go fishing. I just want to see my son's reaction. You know, I have an expectation for what he's going to feel the next day, and I'm excited about that. Um, We get up the next morning very early. I don't know why fishermen fish so early, but we got up early. Uh, We go out to the boat, get on the boat. Lori takes a picture of us. There we are on the boat. The guy in the red shirt, that's Scott. That's Lori's father. There's Christopher in the blue shirt. He was a little bit younger then, and there I am. Um, I'm on a lot of Dramamine at this point. So I've heard a lot about getting on big boats, or little boats, and going in big water and fishing. So we're Dramamined up, and we're happy, and um, we didn't get sick to our stomachs, but we spent the entire day fishing, and we had expectations of bringing in things that were going to be mounted, right? I'm just, I'm just expecting that I'm going to have to have this argument with Lori. <laughs> what? That's what we caught. That's, that's not photoshopped. Um, she didn't photoshop even, we did catch one fish, but that's all we came home with. There's Christopher, He's pretty excited to have that fish. You know, they they were telling us before we went on the boat the options for who would clean the fish afterward and where we could pick them up, like to take them home and eat them. And so we didn't, we just sort of gave that one to someone. But I'm assuming they were going to, the people with the big fish got them cleaned, things like that. So we had expectations. They weren't exactly fulfilled. Okay. We had a good time though. We did have fun. Um, Lori laughed a lot at us um, and we didn't have to worry about mounting the huge marlin. Uh, We have expectations in everything that we do. We have expectations in, in all of our relationships, and we bring them in from various places, and we try and uh, have those expectations fulfilled in various ways. And this morning, that's what I would like to talk about. So if you would open up your Bibles, we're going to see here in God's Word, I am in the Psalms. I'm in Psalm 33 to start this morning. So get a Bible. If you don't have one, there are some in the seats in front of you. I always want to call them chairbacks just because you've been on the airplanes. There's Bibles in the chairbacks in front of you. I'm in Psalm 33. Psalm 33. I'm in verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope for His loving kindness, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart rejoices in Him because we trust in His holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hoped in you. What does the text say? It says that our expectations in life are ultimately going to be and called to be fulfilled by Him, uh, whether... Uh, whether it happens now or in glory. But it says that He is the one. It says that we should fear Him. We hope, we desire His loving kindness. It comes to us through death, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It says He is our help and our shield. He's the one we run to. We don't put our expectations on other people to fulfill our ultimate needs and desires. We go to the Lord with those. It says your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hoped in you. So we read this passage and we realize and we know that God is our provider, that he is our strength, that he is our shield, that he is the one who is supposed to provide for our expectations. That is great, but that also has an intersection point with real life, doesn't it? It's a great thing about the Bible. Okay? It is real world. My job here, which I love uh, at Wildwood is to do a lot of guidance and counseling. And I enjoy meeting with couples, and I help couples who are struggling in their marriages and individuals who are struggling. And I get to tell them hope and offer them healing through God's word and through his power. Um, To be honest with you, a lot of the struggles that are brought in are brought in by our selfishness played out in our expectations. So when I was told you can you can speak this morning, I thought, well, there's a lot of things that I would like to talk about in regards to our relationships, but I'm going to speak on expectations. Why? Because it is changeable. This, what you are about to hear this morning, something that you may struggle with is very changeable, okay, and it is also powerful in your relationships when you change it. Okay, so there's a lot of hope here. Ultimately, our hope is in him and not in someone else, but we still interact in relationship with other people. Okay? Now you may be saying, well, you know what, I'm not married. You sound like you're talking to married people. I am not, I'm talking to everybody. We all have relationships that have expectations, right? If you have a friend, you have expectations of your friendship, correct? You have expectations of what that's going to look like. If you are a parent, you have expectations of your child. If you are a child, you have expectations of your parents. If you're a teen, you have expectations of your friendships, of your parents, of the world around you. If you work, you have expectations of your coworkers and of your boss, and they have them of you. Everywhere that we turn and look, there are things that are expected of us, or there are things that we expect of other people. Okay. Make sense? A barometer for gauging if our expectations are messed up, if we're having trouble with them, would be anger, would be disappointment. If you are feeling anger or disappointment in a relationship, you might look and say, wait a minute, what's causing this anger? And I would say it may be that you have expectations that are not being fulfilled by the person in the relationship, and that's why you are angry. You are bringing these expectations. You are disappointed because they are not fulfilling them. Whether they are correct or incorrect expectations, you are looking to that person to fulfill them, and they are not. So a barometer for that is, am I an angry person? Do I struggle with being disappointed a lot? Where am I? Maybe, maybe my expectations are not in check. In our uh, Equipping You class, we... Uh, On Tuesday nights this fall, we talked about expectations as part of strengthening your marriage. And uh, we talked about where do expectations come from. You know, expectations come from a lot of places. Your family that you were raised in or are being raised in uh, lends itself to expectations, to desires, to communication styles, doesn't it? If you looked at your parents, you learned this is what a husband expects of his wife. If you were a girl, you may say "This this is what is expected of the woman. You're in a step relationship. Well, this is what is expected of step-parents. If you were in a, uh, a home that had a single parent, well, this is what a parent does. You, you grew these things into you, who you are and into your expectations today based on your family of origin. We are also taught what to expect by the world around us. The media plays a big role in this, right? Wherever we go, we are taught this is what you are to expect The TV tells you this is what a man is, this is what a woman is, this is what a family is, this is how friends get along, this is how relationships work, this is why love is always going to be sappy, romantic feeling. And we get these things, and we have these expectations based on what the media tells us. The media, unfortunately, tells my wife that all men can uh, renovate the kitchen with just some sort of screwdriver and a hammer, and it'll only take a weekend, um, you, and you can laugh at that, Bart, because you've been seen me in action. Um, I can't do anything. So she has false expectations given to her by the TV world around us um, that all men can do that. Um, and that's another reason I don't let her usually work with Brian because Brian can actually do that. Um, uh, they also come from our own selfishness, right? We have desires. We have things that we would like to see accomplished in our life or in the world around us. And they can be selfish expectations. They can be things that we just want it to go a certain way. Remember last week, Bruce was speaking on contentment, and he said the if-onlys. He said, if only my spouse would do this, then I would be happy. That's a contentment statement, isn't it? If only this happened in my life, then I would be content. It also leads itself to expectations. Well, I expect that if they would just do that, then I would be happy, right? And it's born out of a selfishness that we want our own desires to be met, So we look at our friends and we expect them to do something, and when they don't, we get angry at them. So they come from the media, they come from our homes, they come from our own selfish desires. There's expectations everywhere. What I loved in the Equipping You class was the the prep material that we were going through on strengthening your marriage talked about three types of expectations, three ways that expectations can be um, harmful to our relationships. And I don't, you know, this was... Sort of a last-minute deal, so I don't have slides, so um, if you want to get out a piece of paper, if you want to take notes uh, on these three um, ways expectations can cause problems, it would be very encouraging to me. You can draw, I don't care, just reach down and get a pen and some paper so that you have something to take with you when you leave. Three ways expectations can cause problems. One, uh, if we are unaware of our expectations, you're unaware of your desire. So you come into your relationship with whoever it is, and you're unaware that you desire that. Okay, my mom, uh, we moved her into our home exactly two years ago in two days. So when my mom came to live with us, there were definitely expectations that we were unaware of, that she had. There were expectations that um, we had that she was unaware of. There were expectations that we had that we didn't know, right? We were unaware of these expectations. Who in the Bible was like that? A lot of people in the Bible. Peter was unaware of his expectations, right? Peter thought that, and he testified to the fact that Christ was Lord. And Christ said, upon you, I'm going to build my church. And then Peter said, but Christ, you can't go to the cross. And Jesus said, what? He said, get behind me, Satan. Peter wasn't aware of his expectation. And it brings us to our second point, his expectation was unreasonable, So we have expectations that we're not aware of, expectations that are unreasonable. Uh, This is the difficult one. This is why we prayed that we would be humble and teachable today. Um, This is not, there can be no elbowing of your spouse. This is not them. This is about you. Work on you, right? As I say these things, unreasonable expectations. Okay. It is possible that you are wrong. Okay. It is possible that I am wrong in what I expect. So what I expect in my home, what I expect in my friendships, what I expect in my relationships, all of these expectations, I could be being unreasonable. Even more serious, I could be being unbiblical in my expectations. Okay? So you may come to your class in school and have an expectation that today in class, in Peter's class today, we are just going to sit around and eat candy all day. Well, your expectation is unreasonable. It might happen if it was a holiday, but not usually. Um, You want to know reasonable expectation is that you will have unreasonable expectations. It will happen. It happens. Your expectations are unreasonable, and it causes the people around us to be frustrated with us, and it causes us to be frustrated, right? So there's expectations that we're unaware we even have. There's expectations that are wrong, that are unreasonable, and then there are unspoken expectations, unspoken expectations. And guys, we are really good at this. We have desires, we have dreams, we have hopes, we have expectations, we just don't tell anybody. You're expected to read our mind. Okay, we don't tell. And we're really poor at reading women's minds. So we have no idea what you're expecting. So what is this collision course? Well, we're going to come with our expectations that we haven't told you that might be unreasonable, that we're not going to even maybe even know exist in our hearts, and we're going to come to you and expect you to do those. And we have no idea what we're supposed to do for you. Okay. So those are unspoken expectations. Um, Teenagers, young adults, but especially teenagers, this is important. Unspoken expectations of your parents and your relationship with them can be really frustrating. You have expectations of what a parent is and should be while you're a teenager, and they have expectations of their relationship with you, and you don't talk about it. You don't come and say, here's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And what happens? You end up acting out of your desires, out of what you want to do on both sides, and there's a collision because they were unspoken. You didn't talk to each other about them. so yes, we have expectations that are unrealistic. We have expectations we're unaware of. We have expectations that are unspoken. Did you guys get those three U's? They're hard for me to say. There's no nodding. Did you get them? Okay, well if you got them, you're so good at this, take out the piece of paper in front of you. We'll have a little bit of a quiz. I'm being serious, get the piece of paper, get the pads in front of you. We're gonna, we're gonna have a little bit of an exercise here. It's not a quiz. Get a pen, get a piece of paper. You should be moving. Okay, there are some. they're showing paper to me, okay. On top of this paper, we're going to work on expectations. On top of this paper, here's what I want you to write. I want you to write, This afternoon, I would like to. This afternoon, I would like to. Pretty simple. That two is T O. And then I would like you to fill it in with what you would like to do this afternoon. What is your expectation for this afternoon? you did it. Did you write something down? Okay, so your expectation now is something that you are aware of. It may still be very unreasonable, and it might also be unspoken. So at some point, you're going to have to speak it to the person who you're spending your afternoon with, okay, which could be a little bit damaging, and it needs to be reasonable. So I'm not sure that if you look at your piece of paper and it says, I'm going to watch football for 16 hours while you peel grapes and feed them to me, that might be unreasonable. Okay, so remember there's three aspects to this. You can speak that and you can be aware, but it isn't going to happen. Okay, you might have the expectation on there that um, our children are going clean to their, clean their rooms this afternoon. Well, what is your expectation for a clean room? Hey, okay, I tell my child, go in and clean your room, they come out in 60 seconds. Like, wait a minute, you've got my jeans, your room can't be clean, let me go in and check it out. They've taken everything and they've stuffed it in the closet and come back out. I'm like, hey, that's clean. So then Lori goes in there, and she has a different expectation for a clean room, and her expectation is that things are actually put away where they're supposed to go, and a place for everything, everything placed, that whole saying thing, which I don't have. And she comes in there, and she says, wait a minute, I had different expectations. What about when you come home from work? If you have a young baby, okay, there's been somebody there, maybe your wife, taking care of your child all day. So you have a baby. This is about to be you guys on Wednesday, Meeks, so you need to listen up. You've got the baby. She's been at home taking care of the baby. You come home from work. If your expectation is, I'm really glad that the diaper-changing fairy is still here, and I'm going to sit here and eat my dinner, and you're going to change every diaper and take care of this baby, your expectation is faulty. And what's going to happen? Well, your wife is going to have expectations, isn't she? Her expectation is not that you come home from your job at five after she's had this child and no human contact, And no date with you, and that you're going to come home and just sit there and let her continue doing what she was doing previously and make dinner. Different expectations, right? Causes a collision. Okay? They need to be verbalized. What about a person, and I want you to think of this, what about a person that you would like to communicate better with? What about a significant relationship that you have? And you say, you know what, in this significant relationship, this could be your spouse, it might be a really good friend, it might be a parent, I want you to think specifically of someone that you have this relationship with and think, what expectations am I bringing into this relationship? What do I bring into this? What expectations for daily life? What expectations for five years down the road? What expectations do I bring into this relationship with this person? And how could this be damaging my relationship with them? You're supposed to be thinking of someone. I guess you're all thinking by looking at me. That's good. I can think with my eyes open sometimes. I just can't walk and think. Okay, so you're thinking of someone, you have this relationship, you may have issues with that person, and you're to say, I might have expectations that I'm unaware of, that are unreasonable, or that I haven't spoken to them, and I desire to work on them. Let me give you an example. My day off. My day off is Monday. Monday. Um, I've determined that day off in the Greek means work at home, you know, so I'm going to be working at home on Mondays for my day off. Now, I'm excited about my days off. I'm going to get to hang out with my kids. I'm going to do stuff outside. I'm going to get to mow things and work on things, and I'm excited, right? Well, I have expectations about my day off. Well, why does my day off, why is it always the hardest day of the week for my family and I to get along? I mean, I'm hard to get along with a little bit, but not all day, right? Why is it so hard? Well, it's so hard because I come into my day off with my expectations, I wake up Monday morning, and I'm ready to go. Let's do my things, okay? They may be good things. They may be reasonable. Problem is, I have a wife, and she has expectations. She wakes up. Oh, it's John's day off. What's going to happen today? Well, I'd like for the whole family to go to the duck pond. I would like for this. I would like for that. And they're all great things. She has her expectations. The problem is, then we both start going and doing our expectations for that time that I'm home, right? Right? Then what happens? Then you throw three children in the mix. They all wake up, usually not at a time we expected. These wake up earlier than we do with all their expectations. And they're coming in there, and there's three more. So we have five people with expectations, some of which are spoken, some of which are realistic, some of which are not. Some of which are verbalized, some are not. And we throw them into this pot, which is called the day off, and the time at home. We expect it to work perfectly, run perfectly, and what happens, the whole thing just explodes. And people get frustrated, and they get disappointed. The solution is very difficult. It's, I have pieces of paper up here. This, this is probably, the whole solution is probably 16 pieces of paper. So this is going to take a while. No, the solution is not difficult. Guess what we did? Sunday night, night before day off, I look at Lori and I say, what are your expectations for tomorrow? She tells me her expectations. I listen to them. I actually desire to see her expectations fulfilled, so I listen closely. Then she says, John, what are you thinking about tomorrow? So I'm thinking this. And we say, kids, what are you thinking? And then we listen to them. And then guess what? We try and plan our day accordingly. Monday is saved. Right? Why? Because we talked about our expectations. What happens when you're going out somewhere with a friend? You have expectations. Maybe with your spouse. You may be going to eat dinner with another family or going to a party. And you have the expectation of, I'm going to sit in the back room and we're going to watch the football game as guys. And the girls are going to go out and they're going to talk in the kitchen and, and just do stuff out there and it's going to be fun. And that's my expectation. Well, Lori's expectation might be different. She might be thinking, we're going to this thing. We're going to hang out as couples. We're going to get to know people as couples and maybe play games while we're there and have fun together as couples. Different expectations. We get there, what happens? We're not on the same page. Argument ensues. Why? Because one wanted to play games and one wanted to watch football. It's not a big deal. What happened? We went in and we didn't talk about it beforehand. You go to a mother in law or a father in law situation, maybe the holiday's coming up. You're in the car, you're going there. Guess what you can do, guys, to lead your family spiritually or to lead your friendship relationships? You think about what are my expectations going into this situation? Are they legitimate? Are they biblical? How can we honor the people we're about to meet with? But well, what are your expectations, huh, as we go in here? And, and what are yours of me? Well, I expect that we wouldn't do this or we would do this. And you talk about it on the way into the situation. Make sense? I'm telling you guys, this is fixable, and it is highly powerful to change your life. Um, they just need to be communicated. Um, another part of our class... Um, This book, A Lasting Promise, A Christian Guide to Fighting for Your Marriage, I would like to read to you from an example from here. This talks about expectations in a great way. Um, It says, Discovering expectations in marriage can be like moving into a beautiful new house. This house looks wonderful from the outside, but you soon discover that it has a feature you may not have counted on. Many of the key interior walls are invisible. Although you cannot see all the walls clearly at the start, You bump into them, and you find that you have to move slowly to keep from smashing your head against them. Over time, you learn to mark these invisible walls as your awareness grows of their presence. But for some time, it can look like marriage in mime as you feel for the invisible walls of expectations that are there in your new marriage. Right? You don't know what they are. Another place this can happen is when you get a new roommate in college. You go in with your expectations as to what it's going to be like in the dorm room. You want to have those experiences. This is another reason why you don't share a dorm room with a friend, I've heard, because you won't be friends by the end of the semester. I don't know if that's true or not, but your dorm mate may, you know, we're going to get up at 6 o'clock as dormies and have our quiet time. We're going to keep our bathroom straight. We're going to bed at 8 o'clock. There will be no electronics in this room. And uh, you might get in there and say, well, you know, I normally... pretty messy and I get up like 11 I scheduled all night classes and you have different expectations coming in what happens you bang heads solution you talk about the expectations you talk about them you work through them how do you work through them turn with me to Philippians chapter 2 Philippians chapter 2 Bruce spoke on this several weeks ago in his series in Philippians Philippians chapter 2 Verse 3 and 4, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interests of others. Do nothing from selfishness, but regard one another as more important than you are. How does that play into this? It means that you really care about what they desire. You care enough to ask them and to pray with them about those desires, short term and long term, to alter what you're doing to help them have those desires fulfilled. It says you're going to put someone and regard them as more important than yourself. You're not to look out for just your own interests, but for others. Okay, You are called to be the conduit of God to other people we said God is the one who ultimately is the fulfiller of our expectations guess what he uses people he uses people this is a ministry that you can have to people around you by verbalizing these by talking about these I want you to by the time I'm getting done talking this morning to get sick of hearing the word expectation okay so you can use another term you can say what are you thinking what are you thinking but you're going to be God to them in that you may be able to help them pray about and fulfill a desire. How do we apply this? Well, it seems pretty simple. Basically, we've talked about application the whole morning, haven't we? Turn with me uh, to John chapter 13 as we close here. John chapter 13. It's a very familiar passage at the end of Jesus' life. In John chapter 13 he washes the disciples' feet. Again, Peter had the wrong ex- expectations here. He, he says, I don't want my feet washed. Remember this story? And Jesus washes their feet, and he says, this is how you're called to be a servant. But after, after he washes their feet, look at this in verse 12. He says this, when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then the Lord and teacher washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. He says here, if I did this, you should do this. For I gave as you an example that you should do as I did to you. You should do it. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed... If you leave your paper in your Bible and go to lunch right now and never talk about expectations again. Is that what it says? No, it says you are blessed if you do these things. If you consider someone better than yourself enough to talk about these expectations. Jesus says we need to do these things. Flip with me. We have time. One more, one more passage here. Go back to the book of Proverbs. Go back to Proverbs. Chapter 13. Proverbs 13. In chapter 12, I mean in verse 12 of, of chapter 13 it says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And then verse 12, Proverbs 13, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes your heart sick. If you don't get your expectation, your heart can be sick it can hurt even if your expectation is valid if it's not valid it can hurt but look at this desire fulfilled is a tree of life desire fulfilled is a tree of life you go what's a tree of life That's something that's very healthy and good in verse 19 it tells us what it is it says desire realized same term as verse 12 desire realized is sweet to the soul it is sweet to the soul So helping someone fulfill their desires, talk through their expectations, work through these issues can be soul work. It can be life-changing for somebody. It's very important. Let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you for your word. Father, the morning goes by too quickly, Lord. We we desire to spend time together, and we just we love you that we can. Father, you have given us the example of humility in your son Jesus who went to the cross and died for our sin. Lord, the creator of this universe gave himself up for us. Lord, our desire is to follow Jesus' teaching and to do the things of a servant, and Lord, to put other people first. Lord, I pray specifically that we would talk about our expectations with our parents, with our spouses, with our children, with our workers. Lord, that we would talk about these, that we'd be the instigator of communication and that we would be able to listen when someone says, you know what, your expectation is unreasonable. Lord, that we'd be listeners and and we would think about it and pray about it and honor you through this. Lord, we do pray that you would heal those who are sick, that you would heal Mark, help him to start feeling better. Father, we desire that we'd grow closer to you every day and that our lives lived out would honor you. Lord, we thank you that we have the opportunity uh, to be conduits of your love and your grace and your mercy to people as we help them, knowing that our true hope is found in you and you alone and not in a person. Lord, we love you and we thank you that you are there for us. In Jesus' name, amen.